Hello everyone, welcome back to the channel, best place for long-term stock investors. Now in today's mini podcast series, uh, we're going to be talking about Elon Musk's uh, recent acquisition on Twitter. It finally has gone through and then some of our thoughts about it. And we're also going to be discussing is value investing dead? So stay tuned. As a disclaimer, none of what we say should be taken as financial advice. If you need that sort of advice, please seek to a professional. And we do not own any shares in Twitter. Also, coming on November 3rd, we have a live training just for you if you're interested in learning how you should prepare yourself for 2023 as an investor. As you know, 2022 has been really, really difficult we don't want you to continue feeling that pain going into the next year. So hop on to our training. If you're interested to join, you can click on the link in the comment section or the description. Okay, MJ. So Yo. Twitter, yeah. a 44 billion private acquisition is finally gone through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, for those who are still living in a well, <laughs> Elon Musk managed to acquire Twitter finally. and right after the acquisition, he fired all of the top executives yep. in the company. So, uh, I mean, for context first, right? Uh, what's actually going to happen to Twitter? Well, I mean, it has really happened as, as of the 28th of October. Mm. They are taking a private. Mm. Uh, the whole idea is that uh, Elon Musk is using his company called X mm. to buy, this, uh, buy Twitter. And he intends to transform this into, uh, I mean, the hints are that he, two things are, what he said was he wants this to be a free speech platform and he wanted to kill the bots. He wanted to destroy bots. Right? Mm -hmm. That was one of like, the big obstacles when he first wanted to buy uh, Twitter mm. where there were, um, he didn't trust the numbers of number of users because there's a lot of bots. Right. right? right okay. So um, he wants to destroy that and he wants to transform that into some sort of super app, right? Which is, called X, Twitter is going to be part of that. I believe it's called the Everything app, right? So, uh, yeah, so they're trying to compete with uh, WeChat, right? Mm. Uh, they're, they're WeChat and V. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that later on. Mm. But that's the, the basic uh, idea. Now, the reason you might be wondering why he's taking it private, we can only guess, uh, you know, 100% why. But uh, essentially, he's trying to do a Dell. So Dell Computers, uh, owned by Michael Dell, is that uh, early in the 2010s, um, he took Dell uh, private because he saw that Dell wasn't doing that well mm. and that when you are in the public sphere, you have uh, not just your operations to care about, but also investors. And in order for Dell to do better, they need to actually uh, spend more money into restructure a lot of things and this actually affects the profitability of the company. Mm. And so when you do that, then uh, as you know, right, Wall Street analysts, or at least at large, is going to look at that uh, unfavorably. And as a result, they are going to be downgrading the stock, telling the clients to sell and investors in general hate uncertainty, just like what's happening to Meta right now. And so they start dumping the shares. And all of this is, is just added pressure 
to Michael Dell and all that to really transform the company. Mm. Uh, as far as Elon Musk is concerned, it seems like he's doing something similar with uh, Twitter. Uh, but, uh, and, and a lot of it is also also stems from his experience in Tesla. Today, Tesla is fine and all that, you know, free cash flow, whatever. But uh, 2018 wasn't the case, or 2018 and beyond. They almost went bankrupt and all that, and he had to deal with short sellers and all that as well. So yeah, this is the brief. Uh, mm. Okay, so on. I think just like you mentioned about something to do with WeChat, right? I, I believe yeah. Elon Musk took some inspiration from WeChat to actually trying to build this everything app or the super app. Yeah. Um, so, because uh, I actually did witness some of the features of uh, WeChat, right? So mm-hmm. uh, aside from them being lookalike WhatsApp, they yes. also can like pay, yeah. do some payment, right? So I believe, uh, I'm not sure, like, uh, mm-hmm. is Elon Musk going to integrate PayPal inside the super app? Well, first he would have to buy it, mm, right? Right, correct. Um, he doesn't outright own uh, PayPal. PayPal. Right. Um, he can do that. Or he can always go the route of using someone like maybe Square, uh, working with someone like Square. Jack Dorsey has indicated, uh, I think there was like a court ruling that actually released a lot of the <clears throat> conversations that he had with, uh, private conversations with a lot of people. One of them was Jack Dorsey. Mm. Of course, Jack Dorsey is, uh, uh, you know, uh, someone responsible for Square. Mm. And he can do all that. But I think the challenge is that uh, that's not going to be enough. If you look at what WeChat is doing, yep. uh, has done, yep. it's crazy. Um, WeChat has actually created a, an entire, like Twitter itself on their platform called Public Accounts, I believe. Mm. And uh, they have, uh, you know, they can stream, they can pay, and uh, oh, I, a I, lot of other I, I didn't know that they can stream. Yeah, no, they can they can watch stuff. Is that that's why they uh, call everything app? Everything mm, you can do is, is there. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's pretty interesting to know. Um okay, so now that we know that Twitter is going private, right? Mm. Do you foresee that uh, Elon Musk going to make Twitter go public again once everything's sorted out? Yeah, I, I think uh, that is quite uh difficult. Let me just uh, pull up uh, some of my notes. I think the reason is because, so in a chat with Jack Dorsey, uh, he say, uh, Jack Dorsey says that uh, Twitter should be a protocol, not a company. Oh, That was okay, the big okay. issue. So uh, my interpretation of that is that it should serve as a, more like a function, like mm. a, almost like a, what we call a public good for America, where it's a free speech platform that allows people to voice what their opinions are and all that. And also, and, and all of this can get uh, curtailed if there are a lot of stakeholders inside, employees, Correct. and that's why Elon Musk also wants to, it seems he wants to fire like 75% yep, of, of the employees. Work, yeah, correct. Right. Yeah. So that, that all, all this will actually hinder the process of being a, mm. uh, in fact, that's what why Jack Dorsey wanted to leave Twitter in the first place. Um, so for them to go back public again, uh, it's very possible. But I think it would be a bit of a challenge. Mm, yeah, I think it would okay. be a challenge. Right. And, and, and there's a lot of things that Elon needs to, to sort out first because uh, some background, the, the way the deal was financed is that um, they will now be have to pay back something like a billion every year 
because it was a mixture of Elon Musk's own personal assets. Then he's borrowing, I think, another 12 billion mm. on his uh, Tesla stock. And then he has a few other investors like Larry Ellison, Binance, uh, Saudi Arabia, Qatar. And then another 13 billion borrowed from, I think, five to six banks like Morgan Stanley and all that on the Twitter, Twitter company. Mm. So you got 20 over billion in debt, right? And he has to pay back 1 billion every year. So there's a lot of things that he needs to do before he can go back uh, into, into public. La. And right. will he go back into public as Twitter? Who knows? Or will he put Project X uh, as the new company and Twitter functioning under that? Who knows? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So assuming like he managed to sort everything out for yeah, Twitter, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's going smoothly. Uh, do you foresee that this can, uh, would this be like a potential threat to like Meta platform? I think it's very hard. So actually the broader, the broader question here is uh, like a lot of people, not just Twitter, right? You've got people like uh, Grab, yep. you've got people like Shopee, uh, all these other companies wanting to be a super app. And Asia. <laughs> Asia, there yep. you go. Yeah, Asia. Because they look at what uh, WeChat can do and some of the advantages, the clear advantages that you, uh, the typical China Chinese have, right? Mm. Um, the issue with that is you've got, you are going up actually against the government. So if you ask me, right, uh, let's go back to Meta. Meta has like what? 3 billion users. Mm. Instagram yep. like 1 billion plus, something yep. like that, right? WhatsApp, all that, right? Um, they're a lot closer to, in terms of the metrics, in terms of the economics, they're way closer to um, uh, WeChat than Twitter is to WeChat, mm. right? Right. And, and we also know that someone like Zuckerberg is not, uh, he, he's many things, but he's definitely not someone who rests on his laurels, right? He's not like a Nokia that, right? Yeah. He thinks I'm in a dominant position, so it's going to be like that forever, yeah. as we can see, right, with him going to the metaverse. So, um. If Facebook themselves or Meta cannot even produce the super app when they are best positioned to do it, mm. what more China? Now, a lot of this is so cultural. So with WeChat, the government works with them, right. Tencent, la, Correct. Right, yep. to control data, to manage data, and things like that. So essentially, Tencent is almost like a semi-government yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's As you mentioned, it's like under one system. La. Yes, yeah. and the way the Chinese thing is that they want under one thing, under one umbrella. Yep. But the American system is, well, let's say uh, if we have a super app, well, how can we let someone like Elon Musk control all our data? Hmm. Or even Mark Zuckerberg, right? Every time they try to connect all these apps together and create a super app, the government steps in breaks. Yep, correct. Now, Twitter has like, I, I'm not sure whether this is bot adjusted, but last year, I think 2021, they have like 217 million users only. Mm. So yeah. they are yeah, far, so far, far from that. Um, so as far as a super app is concerned, I think that is quite a, a challenge. Mm. Now, I will say that um, this, this doesn't mean that they can't actually use... Uh, oh, another thing I want to add also is that uh, if you look at Twitter and um, 
let's just don't go so far to Tencent. Let's look at WhatsApp. WhatsApp is way stickier than Twitter. Yes. Right. In fact, because Twitter is a free speech platform, a lot of people may not like the app because they will go on the app and they might hear things they don't like. Then they'll just get off app or do something yep. else, right? Go on Instagram, see their friends. Yeah. But where WhatsApp is, uh, where WhatsApp is, is that you can't live it, without it. Yeah, it's just a mean of communication. Uh. One yeah. is more of mean of communication. The other is more of like a freedom of speech. Yeah. And information dissemination center. Yes. But you see information dissemination center, um, you get part of that through Facebook. Mm, yes. So people can get it there. And then, you know, boomers get a lot of news on WhatsApp also. Mm. So without really trying, Facebook already has that function in a way. Whereas Twitter, we're trying really hard. Yeah. 200 million followers only, yeah. uh, users. Yeah, actually I will categorize Twitter as a more intellectual kind of like Exactly. Yeah. So by so. definition, it's going to be <clears throat> a lot smaller. Now the That's second, uh, another part I will add is, again, I, I will never bet against Elon, right? However, one thing people need to consider about Elon is that uh, they are basing their, uh, the, the bulls, right? Are basing their confidence on what he has done in the past. Mm. Now, certainly there is, uh, you, 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 you know, he, he has done extremely well, right? Uh, the three things that he has done well is obviously PayPal, SpaceX, and, uh, and Tesla. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Right? But of course, PayPal, you can debate that it's a mixture of uh, Peter Thiel and mm, other guys, yes, right? Yes. But certainly with SpaceX and Tesla, he has done that. But you, if you look at what all those three have in common, right? And, and uh, what, uh, yeah, what, how they are dif- different from this new super app X, right? Is that those other three were trying to solve a single problem by and large. So PayPal is just trying to improve payment systems globally. Uh, SpaceX is trying to get people to, you know, yeah, mass, yeah. right? And electric vehicles, you know, it's just a transition, green, right? Yeah. And when it's very single focus, uh, you know, Elon Musk have done really well. Now with uh, this WeChat thing, it's not a single focus, right? So on one hand, it's like uh, creating, I want to create a free speech platform. Then on another hand, I want to create a super app. Mm. Uh, and you know, there are probably other things that I, yeah. I, I don't, I never mentioned. Yeah. Things will get messy lah. Uh, I'm not saying Elon can do it. I'm just saying if he does it, this will be a massive level up from him where he will, ha- he will achieve something that he's not used to achieving because it's yep. not a single problem and, yep. it's a, and it's a societal problem. It's like a public good problem. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot more to say, but uh, yeah, let uh, you continue with the no, questions. I think it's a fair point that you yeah. pointed out that Elon Musk, I, I mean, he is an executor. Yeah, I mean, 100%. that's one thing for sure that we know about it. And well, hopefully we'll see a new Twitter in yeah. the future. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to see yeah. like what are the changes or features that Twitter will provide. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think we'll be moving on to the next segment. Just want to add, right? Uh, I know I've been talking negatively a little bit about, uh, you know, um, Elon, Elon, but I do think that, you know, in a way, if he can't do it, you know, most vast yeah. majority of people cannot do it, right? Exactly. Um. I think several ways that he could go about actually improving Twitter is because he needs to get the users so that he can be like WeChat. Mm. So are you perhaps going to go the the Netflix Disney route? So now Twitter users will actually have, uh, what's the word? They can watch content that mm. Twitter produces, right? Again, a, very, a lot of capex, but 
that's one way. Uh, second way is, of course, this is probably like the big advantage is that they can connect to Tesla. Ah, so if yeah. if Tesla actually, and again, all this is just speculation, but if Tesla really grows really yeah. really big, like globally, almost one like one in five or one in ten people have a Tesla. Uh, then you can see how the users of Twitter can grow very, very quickly because it's linked to the car. But then also the second question I have is, okay, like, but how, how does it connect? Like if in your car, you're not going to tweet unless, unless uh, you, uh, what's the word? Uh, it's a smart vehicle. So it's uh, autonomous driving. Then you can tweet. Right. right. <laughs> but they could do something like, well, you, if you use, or maybe the car can help you tweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Tesla, if you use Tesla, you can only use uh, Twitter. Yeah. But of course, there's a lot of things to discuss. Uh, these are roughly my thoughts. Huh? Yep. Okay. Thank you, MJ, for the insights on Twitter. All right. So in the next segment, we're going to be discussing is value investing did. So stay tuned. All right, guys. If you didn't know, we have a one-on-one mentorship program where you can apply for, where we level up your stock investing based on tailor-made solutions. If you're interested, you need to apply. Not all of you all will get into an interview. It's only 20% of you all will do it and even fewer will get to hop on the program. But if you're confident that you can qualify, you can click on the link and fill in your details in the comment section or the description. Okay, welcome back, guys. So is value investing uh, dead? I mean, we got this message quite a bit from our social media people asking us, uh, I mean, in this type of volatile environment, is value investing still relevant mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way? I mm-hmm. mean, this question actually has propped up a lot of times already. I yeah, mean, back in 2020 100%. when COVID is happening, yep. people also question about it. 2021 when <laughs> glove starts to drop, is value investing still matter? Yes. So uh, now we are in 2022. So what do you think about this, MJ? Uh, so the thing to understand is that this is not the first time people have said this, right? Yes. People said this in the 90s, in the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, forever, right? Uh, or at least since the 30s, right? Mm. Uh, when the concept of value investing um, was more systematically explained, right? In security analysis by Benjamin Graham. Now, <clears throat> the thing is value investing can never die because... Value investing is about buying undervalued stuff. Yes. And whether it's stocks, whether it's uh, a bit another business, whether it's anything like real estate, um, that's what value investing is. It's a it's a it's a philosophy, right? So with that, it will never die. Usually, what people mean by value investing is that is they will use what we call factor value investing. So they'll be looking at, um certain predetermined criteria as to what value is typically low price to book, low price to earnings, and then they'll track it and they'll see over time how do these stocks, these low PE, low price to book stocks do. Mm. And in those cases, um, at least in the past, you know, uh, 10 years or so, uh, it has been trailing la, things like what we call growth investing, where, you know, revenue and earnings growth are a lot higher. Right. Like that. Okay. Um, Actually, there's another way, of, another perspective right. to look at it, right? right. So, uh, I mean, we do see some companies that have uh, really terrible fundamentals, yep. like uh, very poor cash flow and all the stuff, yep. but then their share price is growing. Yes. And also we see like vice versa, mm-hmm. like great fundamentals company, 
but their share price is not performing. Yeah. So why do you think uh, what do you think about this? Like why do you think this is happening? So to understand your question, you're saying like why is it that companies with great fundamentals, no share price movement, but companies with bad fundamentals but share price. Right. So up. the 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 reason is quite simply that you know the market uh can be irrational. Right? They you know through certain tips or like hearsay and suddenly uh, the stock pumps up. As we know in Malaysia, there are a lot of stocks that yes. uh, got pumped up a lot, but um, it's all rumors. No one knows what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? There, there is definitely this sort of uh, um, activity going on. Mm. Part of the reason people find that, uh, oh, therefore they're not fundamental investors or therefore they're not value investors as a result of things that are happening is that their time frame is too short. They are measuring, um, doing things like that uh, as, hey, look, <clears throat> if you say it's all about fundamentals, how do you explain this stock going up 10 times, right? Without any, uh, you know, real backing. But I liken this to drunk driving, right? Mm. Uh, I always use this example. Um, you, in theory, you can actually drunk drive home safe, right? You can do that. Um, not saying that I've done it, definitely I've not done it, but I know friends who have done it, it's very possible. However, presumably you want to invest forever right, until you die. And un- on the day from now until you die, well, depending on how old you are listening right now, uh, it's most probably going to be, you know, a pretty long time, right? Especially if you're in your 20s or your 30s. And even if you are in your 50s or 60s, you're probably, based on modern medicine, going to live until 80, 90. So it's still a long, there's still a, quite a runway left, right? Mm. And as a result, you have to take into account the frequency of your investments as well, i.e. how many times you're going to invest. Now, if you're going to invest based on all this hearsay and based on non-fundamental reasons, based on non-value investing reasons, then it's like trying to drunk drive many, many, many times. Huh? Mm. You might be safe one time, but how about you try 40 times? Well, yeah, that's actually an interesting way to put it. <laughs> like that uh, actually my final question is that uh, I mean you give a very good analogy on the drunk driving uh, yeah, case, uh, yeah. I mean yeah nobody wants to do that but is there like a way to actually change the public's perspective mm. on value investing like how do they how do we get them to believe that value mm. investing is still relevant even for the next hundred years or even so I genuinely think that Honestly, fundamental and value investing, the the I, I what well, I would say the the more uh proper version. Um unfortunately most people will not ever reach that part because um you know we 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 do uh, you know affordable online courses where we meet different investors, uh, we train different investors or investor wannabes. And you can see uh, some people you just say it once they get it. Mm. Some people you keep repeating, repeating, repeating. Uh, they don't get it. A lot of it is also like your genetic makeup, right? And not everybody is built to be an investor, which is which runs contrary to what a lot of all these educators out there are promoting, which is that no, as long as you follow, do all this, right? Uh, follow me or do these steps, and you work hard, right? You know you get the results. Uh, not not exactly uh, true, right? 
um, you need a certain temperament. And yes, you also probably need a certain amount of intelligence as well. Um, if you put at basic arithmetic, uh, you can't read, then obviously you, it's going to be hard for you to be a good investor. So what I'm trying to say is that, yes, it, it, it's not meant for everybody, but it's meant for a smaller percentage, 5 10%, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And so to change the public perspective, perspective, perception is going to be very hard. Now, you might, then people might ask us like, oh, okay, then why do we do videos, uh, you know, to do it, right? How do you change the public perception? So I think that even though I say you cannot change the public perception, you can change individuals. And yes, some individuals will be hard to change, but there is a small possibility. And so that's the first reason we will do videos like that regardless mm -hmm. to help change that perception. Uh, but the second thing and it's probably a stronger reason is that we are not actually trying to change perception. We are trying to uh, discover like-minded individuals. Mm. The people who are already like that. People already like that, right? Yeah. Very often investing is a lonely journey and investing in the way that we invest is even lonelier because it's a very unique way of investing and it's also not commonly thought, not commonly discussed. And, but there are people out there. But how do we reach out to those people while we do videos that you know people will find interesting and people agree with some of the philosophies and the techniques, then that's how we create that community, which then strengthens you know our resolve. Mm, yep, yep. So mm. you heard that, guys. Uh, I think. Uh, is there any no, final no. thoughts that you want to add on? Yeah, I hope that you guys benefited a lot from this mini podcast. And if you do enjoy this type of style, please do let us know in the comments below. Uh, we read every single one of your comments. So. Uh, feel free to leave a comment here, one or two over there. And yeah, I think that's yeah. it for today. Follow us on our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Links are all in the description below and we'll see you see in the you next guys. one.